You're listening to Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. I'm Brittany Nicole, your host, the founder of Catalyst for Change LLC, Generation EQ, and the author of The EQ Deficiency. If you find the information in this podcast valuable and want to learn more about how you too can incorporate this essential skill in your and your family's lives, I welcome you to contact me personally. I have my personal calendar link in the show notes below and we can have a chat. Today we're going to talk about how to prevent a child from lying. Before we solve any problem, we need to ask ourselves, why is this happening to begin with? Why do any of us lie? The short answer is it's a strategy, a strategy that has clearly proven successful in the past or we wouldn't do it. We lie to avoid consequences, to avoid hurting others' feelings, to save face, to get what we want, to make others feel good. There are many reasons for why we lie. And when it comes to children, let's be honest, they don't usually lie to spare our feelings. As the saying goes, if you want honest feedback, ask a child or a drunk person. Although I don't know how much I agree with the latter. It's always important to know that depending on the age of your child, lying can be typical in the early years of development, all the way up to age 10. This age-typical lying usually shows up in the form of made-up stories about things that didn't happen or exaggerated truths. And while you may not like your child lying about anything, this is simply an expression of their imagination and creativity. That said, we want to be careful not to scold them for these wild and far out ideas. For example, if they share a story of a family outing that adds some additional characters, events, and information, there's really no harm and there's no need to say, now you know that wasn't how it happened. This also doesn't mean you have to feed that lie either. You don't have to agree with them, but instead you might say something like, wow, what an interesting addition to the story. Here's the thing. If we lie to them about Santa, the Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, or really any fictitious character, isn't it a bit hypocritical to get upset with them about adding untruths to their world? But I'm sure this isn't the type of lying that angers you or concerns you or why you're watching this video or listening to this podcast. My first question to you is this. How does it make you feel when your child lies to you? Does it make you angry, concerned, annoyed, disappointed, troubled, heartbroken? The reason I ask this question is because how it makes you feel will likely determine how you will handle the situation. And how we feel is also influenced by our own experiences. For instance, if you are lied to by someone very close to you about something that was significant, then when your child lies to you, it could bring those feelings back to the surface. And you're likely not aware that this is happening, that you're pulling from these past experiences, because 95% of our thoughts and reactions are directed by our subconscious mind. So before we address our child lying to us, we must first get clear on how we feel when they lie to us 
and where that emotion is being pulled from. Parenting with emotional intelligence is just as much about you as it is about your child. In fact, I would argue that about 70 to 80% of it is about you versus your child. You see, the only reason any of us experience unpleasant emotions is because there's an underlying need that hasn't been met. This need could be to feel respected, to ensure that your child is safe. And strong emotions can also be the result of fear. Maybe a fear that your child will grow up to be dishonest or that you'll never be able to trust their word. So there are a lot of reasons for the emotions that we experience when they lie to us. Once we've addressed our own feelings and concerns, we still have some work to do before we address the child. First and foremost, remember that you want the best for them and that you love them. And regardless if you believe that your actions are in their best interest, it is all about how they perceive your actions. If you scold them and tell them that you're doing it out of love, your tone and body language may say otherwise, and that is what they're going to pay attention to. No matter what the situation, if you want the best results and you want your child to feel comfortable telling you things, even when it's hard, ensure that your facial expressions, your tone, and your body language are calm and neutral. And this means that you need to get in the right frame of mind because how you're feeling, how you're thinking is going to be expressed outwardly. So how do you do that? Realize that this isn't about you, meaning your child lying to you isn't something that you should take personally. That lying is a strategy. We've all done it. And focus on your objective or objectives. So our objectives hopefully, aren't to make them feel bad and to make ourselves feel righteous and good for catching them in that lie. Instead, your objectives may be this, to make them feel safe enough to be open to telling you the truth, even when it's difficult. And this likely won't happen if they're met with a harsh tone. Also, to understand why they did it, but without asking why, which we'll get to in just a minute. And lastly, to show them why lying isn't the best option and that every choice that we make or they make has consequences. Again, something we're going to expand upon in just a bit. So those are probably your primary objectives, I would imagine. Now it's time to try to figure out their motive for lying. Again, all of us lie for a reason. And that reason isn't to be a deceitful, dishonest, or hurtful person. Now, I know lying is seen as a sin in many religions, so we tend to treat it harshly like many sins without realizing people don't do bad things because they want to be a bad person. I mean, how many people do you know that wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I feel like being a really deceitful person today? No. (laughs) A person's reason for doing what they do is rarely the same as the label that we tend to attach to them or how we interpret what they did. If your child lied about where they went after school, their reason may have been to just have fun and hang out with friends. And they lied because they knew that if they had asked you, you would have likely have said no. 
And if they lied to you about doing their homework, the reason could have been because they knew if they told you the truth, then they wouldn't have been able to participate in their extracurricular activities for that evening. What I'm trying to say is them lying does not make them a bad person, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we need to dismiss their lies and move on. The point I'm trying to make is the power of reframing how we view that lie. And that helps us to understand why they did it and their motives and realize that their motives likely wasn't to intentionally piss us off. Although sometimes that actually can happen if they feel that you are overbearing. But again, that is a topic for another day. Once you know that they're lying, don't try to catch them in their lie. This will actually work against your objective to get them to stop lying and could cause more friction and more problems. So remember to be calm from the inside out and just state what you know as a fact. For example, I know you said that you came home directly after school, but I know that isn't the truth. I know that instead you went over to your friend's house. Did you lie to me because you thought that if you asked me, I would say no? They may say yes and confirm that, or they may say no. But the point is, you know they did it, and you don't want them to lie. Asking them why they lied is irrelevant at this point. It doesn't matter what their answer is. And you're really not asking them a question. You're really making a statement. Like, why did you do that? Like, duh, why, why would you do that? This only causes them to put up their defenses and in the future, potentially be less open to asking your permission, and it could increase their chance of lying to you again. So now that you've fully disclosed that you know what they did, you're not trying to back them in the corner, you're just stating it as a fact, they still may become defensive or try to lie to cover up their tracks because they know there are going to be consequences. And this may lead them to lying again to cover for their first lie. If this happens and they decide not to be honest and come clean about their dishonesty, this is a good opportunity to talk about the consequences of lying and additionally, the layers of consequences. What I mean by this is they are already in trouble for the initial lie, but now they may have additional consequences if they continue to lie. And this is when you might say, I know you don't want to get into trouble, but I know what happened, and by you defending your lie, you're asking for additional consequences and only making matters worse for yourself. I also recommend addressing what they may be feeling and empathize with them. I'm sure we have all been caught in a lie, and it can feel a bit embarrassing to help soothe that feeling. We may try to still convince someone that we aren't lying, or we may justify our actions. It's hard to come clean sometimes for any of us. So you may want to say to your child, like, look, I know it's uncomfortable to get caught in a lie. Just know that while I don't appreciate you lying to me, I know that that is not your character. But I would appreciate if you worked with me on this and we can figure out how to prevent this from happening in the future. Parenting with emotional intelligence is unorthodox. And it makes some parents feel that they are giving in to their child and relinquishing control. But the truth is, trying to control others is part of the problem in our society. 
We think we have control, but we don't. We can try to rule by fear, punishment, or threats to keep people in line, but it doesn't lead to the character traits in people that we long for, like self-management, responsibility, humility, and understanding. Just because you are having a loving and calm conversation with your child when they've done something wrong doesn't mean they don't have to deal with consequences. The consequences don't have to change. But by having a conversation, instead of backing them into a corner, yelling at them, or flexing your parent muscles, you have a huge opportunity to teach a lesson, a real lesson. And that is that doing the right thing is hard. And sometimes we do things to get what we want in the short term, but it doesn't pay off in the long term. And by talking about that, you can work through these options and strategies for the next time with your child, because likely there will be a next time. But this time, they're more aware of their responsibility in the world of cause and effect. Remember, change isn't going to happen overnight. But if you continue to model appropriate behavior, show your unconditional love for them, and stay consistent with the consequences, over time, you will see that you're raising a more responsible and emotionally intelligent child. That is all for today. If you would like to learn more or have questions, I encourage you to check out the website generationeq.org where you can find information about upcoming Generation EQ Parents Clubs, where I personally facilitate 90-minute interactive discussion sessions every month on parenting with emotional intelligence and expand upon topics such as this. In addition, I offer private family programs, which takes into account your family's unique personalities, needs, and behaviors. And you can find out all this information by visiting generationeq.org which again is in the show notes. Until next time, live and lead with an open heart and open mind. Thanks for listening.